Hi there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know direct from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 18 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you'll find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take about the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So you're planning a wedding. You picked your date. You picked your venue. Hopefully you picked your photographer. And now you need to select who's going to rock your party. Get your guests moving on the dance floor and having a great time. Let's face it. You're getting married. Who does not want to have a huge successful celebration? My question to you is, do you know where to start in finding your reception entertainment? If not, this is the perfect episode for you. I am very excited to introduce you to my friend Kenny from Elite Entertainment. We are talking about DJs today, friends. Do you even know what makes a good DJ? Do you know how to find a good DJ? Do you know the difference between DJs? If not, then by the end of this episode, you will. Kenny's going to walk you through how to find the perfect DJ. He's going to unveil the secret tips of selecting your DJ. He's going to cover from the initial meeting to questions you should ask, things you should look for, and what happens after your big day. He's going to go over how to expect and receive proper customer service from a DJ. We're also going to give you the complete inside scoop today from all things DJ. So get ready to learn a few tips on your entertainment when it comes to your DJ. Sit back, relax, and listen to my conversation with Kenny so you can become one step closer to finding your perfect DJ. Well, hello, Kenny. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm very excited to have you today. I have been hounding you a little bit to come on the show now, have I not? Yeah, it's okay. Been looking well, you're busy. I am busy, <laughs> but I could always make time for you. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm excited, though, because I really think it's really important for our listeners to understand how to find the best DJ. I mean, one of the questions that I get being a photographer is, who do I recommend for entertainment? I think it goes hand in hand. I think we're one of the first few to get booked in the wedding planning process. So thank you for being here, Kenny. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me again. So for those people who don't know you, can let's start with like who you are, who you serve, and what you do for your business. Sure. So uh, DJ Kenny, uh, Kenny Ferrara, my office, we're located in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Uh, we serve primarily uh, Rhode Island and Mass. Uh, I would say about 50 to 60% of our business in Newport, so we're very familiar with that area. But really, we go um, wherever our couples book us. I mean, we've done weddings uh, in Florida. We've done weddings um, in, in the Bahamas. Um, so people have flown us out pretty much um, you know all over the all over the US so we'll pretty much go anywhere um, I mean as far as me a little background on myself uh, I've been doing this for over uh, 20 years um, and uh, a quick funny story how we got started uh, when I was about 14 my mother uh, came to me and said hey do you want to um, go to weddings listen to music I said, 
sure, that's no problem. And, and, and I said, get paid for it. And she said, yes, and stay up late. And she said, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's kind of how I got started. Um, going to weddings, being like a roadie, pulling in equipment and uh, loading it up and loading it in. And uh, I really took to it. I started doing little school dances as, you know, in, in my teenage years. And then it just blossomed into a, uh, a really successful wedding business where we've been uh, in business for about 16 years now. Interesting. So, Kenny, how many people are part of your crew? Sure. So we have a team of uh, four to five uh, people. We have myself, who uh, is, you know, the main DJ. With me, it's first come, first serve. So whoever kind of scoops me up first, that's kind of where it starts. And then we have two other DJs, uh, one that's been with us for about four to five years. And then we just took on another DJ um, actually during covid if you can believe it or not. Really? Yeah. Well, speaking of COVID, um, let's dive in. Before we dive into a little bit of the nitty gritty of the entertainment DJ world, I would love to hear kind of a little bit of a backstory about what happened last year for you, um, what you did to kind of get through it, because I can tell you from what I saw, I think the entertainment world was really hit hard. Yeah, yeah we we were. Um, pretty much didn't really know what to do or what to expect um, last year. To kind of put it into perspective, I know obviously a lot of businesses um, got crushed, but you know we, we had up to 70 weddings for 2020, and we ended up doing seven. Wow. Yeah, seven weddings. So um, as you know, sorry, you know, it was a wow. sc- scheduling, uh, scheduling nightmare, but uh, we got through it, and some of the stuff that uh, kept me sane was, you know, playing music. So one thing one thing we did that was fun, um, every Friday night we did um, Facebook Live. So we did, I think it was called Club COVID, right? So um, we would do Club COVID for yes. a couple, couple hours. Uh, I set up my, uh, my DJ booth, some speakers in my basement, um, when my kids went to bed, I was on. Ah, no, not all the time. They they, they made appearances. <laughs> Wait, I know. I'd get just it. like your mom would take and let you stay up a little bit later. Yes. I noticed they made some appearances. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, so they would make some appearances in my uh, you know thirty minute intro. Um, but when they went to bed, I'd be in the, in the basement and they'd be on the second floor, so they couldn't hear anything. But uh, yeah, so we played for basically the public. Everybody was uh, stuck at home, so we would tell people to you know make some dinner, make some drinks, and then we would just play uh, a different themed uh, week. So we would do like a sixty a sixties night, we'd do an eighties night, a nineties night, um, and uh, we just kind of like to keep it fresh uh, every week, do something different. I know that in in my household. I think uh, so. We became regulars, mm-hmm, and um, actually, it, my my daughters became regulars. They they lived for their Friday nights. I think what happened is like I we were just I was just like scrolling through Facebook, mm-hmm. and I just saw you pop up. And the backstory is my husband actually Steve, he's he's you know back in the previous life he was a DJ. When I saw mm-hmm. that you were spinning and, and and doing your thing, I said, "Hey, look, Steve!" And so you know he looks, and then all of a sudden my daughter looks over my shoulder, yeah. and the rest is history. We. We would plug you in. We would streamline you to like literally, Kenny. You yeah. were sitting on um, above our mantle on the big TV, and my girls 
would get in their PJs, and every Friday night, they would sit there, and they would dance, and it, it became a thing, and they, and they would ask me, like, what day is today? I'm like, today's Thursday. They're like, okay, tomorrow's dance party night. So I think you... You call them there. You give them shout outs. Little groupies, yeah. Stevie and Sammy, yeah. I mean, so that's one thing that really kept us going and kept us engaged in playing music because, you know, we do weddings every single weekend. You know, probably eighty-five percent of the year we're you know rocking weddings Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sundays. Um, So we really needed something to stay occupied and stay sane. Um, An outlet. Yeah, and uh, you know, besides having you know Stevie and Sammy as our groupies. You know, we we had a lot of our uh, our brides on there, you know, and we really kept them engaged. And it really, you know, it, it went beyond just playing. It really showed, you know, something different, you know, our skill set as well. Um, we did some mic work. So we just tried to keep it fun and fresh. You mentioned that you had some of your brides on there. I actually did notice a lot of times, all joking aside, I did notice with the comments because obviously on Facebook Live you can comment. You... Um, you had a lot of your past couples too on there. Oh yeah, you know that was oh, nice. I mean, you were, I, I did see that. Like they were saying, "Hey, Kenny," and then like someone will say, "Like you, you know, you DJed my wedding X amount of years ago, or today's yeah. our anniversary, or yeah. our f- fifth anniversary." And it was it was nice to see the little community that you have. So clearly, I mean, at least for an outsider looking in, I mean, yes, I was there because you ba- basically was babysitting my kids for Steve and I <laughs> just to kind of hang out and have a good time. Yeah. But no, I mean, I did notice that uh, you have a little community and that your couples love you. Yeah, and it's so great to see that as well. I mean, we've we have couples that we've done their weddings, you know, 10, 11 years ago, and they still that's what's so great about social media. They still keep in touch with you and just maybe shoot us a message or put something in the comments. So it's it's so great to see that. And it's so great to to know that we did such a great job and we'll talk about that in a little bit on the things that we do to make our couples feel comfortable and have a successful celebration. But it's just so so great to uh, to see those comments as well. And 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 there are, I mean, besides besides DJing, I you know I I also we also did a a couple other cool things during COVID just to kind of keep saying that I kind of wanted to just touch base with you. So, um, you know, the gyms were closed. You know, I'm a big gym freak. I like to go at least four times a week. So we we had a lot of home workouts, whether it be my uh, my son Gian doing push ups on the rug or you know us running around the house just to kind of stay active. And you know, I mean, most of COVID at the beginning was during the colder months so you couldn't go outside so we just you know those are some things that we did to uh stay sane as well i think that looking back i know that this year's crazy for you like i said i was trying to get you on this podcast for a while but your schedule's super busy and mm-hmm. you're going to be and that's great but i think looking back it's you know 2020 is going to be an interesting year good and bad for you you know right. it was definitely bad business wise but hey like you said you got to do some really Fun things with your family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had. I'm. I'm always trying to look at, at a, as a, as a positive. Pretty much anything. So, as uh, you know, crazy as it was financially for for a, the business, the family time was just unbelievable, and you can never ever get that back. Especially the, considering that you know you have small ones. Yeah. All right, Kenny. So now let's get into the nitty gritty of booking the perfect DJ. All right. With that said, can you tell us a little bit about the initial booking process? Sure. So a lot of our leads come from um, our websites and different platforms that we advertise on. So I am a huge believer of when that email comes in to get back to that couple client right away. So, I mean, I would say on an average, we were, we're less than 10 minutes getting back to our couples. I mean, I'm very OCD with always checking my emails. And I think, you know, um, 
being a, you know, getting married about four or five years ago, I would want that same service if I was looking for someone to book. So getting back to them right away um, and then trying to get them on the phone or meet them in person is key, okay? Um, a lot of couples out there are, you know, they're looking for pricing, pricing, pricing. I like to really get them on the phone, get them in an in-person meeting, and really talk about the value that we bring before we get into price pricing. So you talk a little bit about that you would like to meet them in person. Mm -hmm. What happens if they can't meet you in person? So um, we can do a phone call um, or we can get on a Zoom call. So I would say in person is first, first option. Second would be Zoom and last case scenario would be a call. Um, the reason I like in person and Zoom is the couples can really see you, see your facial expression, see how excited you are to talk to them. And I think that shows a lot, um, you know, pretty much in anything to see how excited you are to be part of their day and to kind of articulate um, what you uh, offer for services. What do you cover in your initial meeting? Like what can a couple expect when they do sit down with you? Sure. So even before the meeting, phone call or the Zoom, I always um, kind of see if the couple did their homework on me. So what I mean by that is have they experienced a wedding that we've done um, have they uh, looked at our reviews? Have they gone on our social media? So I'll, if they haven't done any of that, I'll, I'll tell them first. I said, if you can please check out our social media sites, which is linked in our email or our reviews um, before we meet or before we hop on the phone, that'd be great because we attract a certain couple. Our style is very, very different than just the average DJ out there. And I say that because there's so many different DJ companies, there's so many great DJ companies, but we really attract um, a certain couple. Our, our whole vibe, our demeanor, our customer service is, um, you know, I would say is A1. So that's kind of uh, um, the, the, the couple that we, we attract when we get our in inquiries. Well, that makes sense because I'm sure a lot of people are thinking right now, like, what is the difference between a DJ and like, and how and how can you see that visually unless they've seen you in action? Right, right. And uh, I mean, start starting out my business, that was the challenge. Like, you know, we, we didn't have a lot of content with social media. We didn't have a lot of videos out. Um we didn't have a lot of, uh, you know, couples attend our weddings because we didn't do any weddings because we were a new business. So, you know, as any business starts off, that's very challenging. But, you know, as we grew in the weddings that we did do, we made sure that we had our couples do reviews on us. And then I went even further to, to say, hey, you know, if we have a couple that's looking to book us and, you know, th there's not a lot of content out there. There's not a lot of reviews. You know, I'll ask a past couple. I'll say, do you mind if this, this uh, you know, if, you know, hey, you know, Sarah, you're looking to book Elite Entertainment, um, but you don't know anything about them. Do you mind talking to this past couple that I did a wedding just so you can feel comfortable with? So those are the things that I thought of outside the box to really elevate my business to the next level, to book that next couple, to book that next couple. So, Kenny, for the listeners that are listening here, when they meet with you on Zoom or in person, what exactly is the benefits of that meeting? What are they going to get out of it? 
you know, anytime we meet with a, a couple, we really want to um, get to know their vision for their wedding. So obviously, you know, every wedding's different. Every couple wants different things. So I really want to learn what their wants are and what their dislikes are. And that's really important to me because, like I was saying before, like we really attract a, a, a certain ty- type of couple. And what I like to do, whether it's Zoom or in person, I really like to pull up on our on our screen in our office or I can pull it up via a screen share on the computer is show them, you know, how we do announcements to a wedding or show how we introduce the couple, show some clips of dancing, maybe some uh, clips of us mixing music. So they really get educated on pretty much all aspects of the business because there's so much, so many details, as you know, that goes into a wedding. So we want to really show them what kind of DJ we are on the microphone, what kind of DJ we are when we're mixing songs. So those are the kind of things that I, that I go into. And then later on, we can go into pricing and other services that we offer. That's very valuable. I think that is exactly what they're probably looking for. They really want to see what happens at the actual wedding. I know for me, a lot of times when I get asked if I recommend any DJs, mm-hmm. A lot of times, the first thing that people go to, believe it or not, is not so much the music that you play. It's how you present yourself on the mic. Right. They have an opinion about that. It's very interesting, the comment, the one-liner I'll get about what they're looking for. Um, So I think that's a great – yes, I think that's great that you go over that with the the initial meeting. So it sounds like to me that you're setting people's expectations pretty early. Yeah, 100%. So I really um, want them to know what they're – you know – getting themselves into I would say and kind of really know what we're what we're all about so you know whether it be showing videos or I mean I've even done right on the spot a little announcements you know for for them I'll meet them in my office and I'll say okay this is how we're going to do your introductions and I mean they love it just to be 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 a little bit different Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they got to make sure that you have great mic presence, you know. Right. Yeah, and and I'm all about less is more. I mean, Honestly, we're not the type of company that's going to, you know, you know, go on the dance floor and start dancing and singing. And there's companies that are, that are out there and they do a great job and there's nothing wrong with that. And that's just not that's not our style. Our style is upbeat, professional, organized and just, you know, just bring the party cuz you know, that's all couples want is their uh, family and friends to have one big party, a packed dance floor. Um, but on the back end, they want it to be organized. They want it to be smooth, a s- seamless process, and that's kind of what we bring to the table. Earlier, you, you talked about that you have a certain couple that you attract, and I think that kind of is exactly what you're saying. Is I, I mean, I can tell you I see a ton of different entertainment. Obviously, every wedding I go to, there's entertainment. Yeah. And you mentioned how there's some DJs that do get on the dance floor, and you know what? People love it. Yeah. There's some people that right. just that, that that they they they, they love it. Yeah. A lot of my um, I have a, like like I said, I have a lot of there's there's a certain clientele that wants that. Right. Um, a lot of my day weddings, for example, they want that. Um, it, it, they they want that more of that engaging vibe. Right. So you know. There's different DJs for different things. So I think that what you're saying basically is by having that initial meeting, you know right off the bat if you can provide them what you're looking what they're looking for and you give them visuals and you set up their their expectations. Yeah. How about customer service? Because I can tell you, um, yes, we've talked a lot about, you know, letting them see what happens the day of, but I mean I would assume there's a lot that goes into hand holding the couple too and what some companies do versus what some companies don't do. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm a huge believer of customer service. Uh, I'm a huge believer of treat others the way you would like to be treated. Um, and, you know, I see that when I go out to eat and, you know, the service industry and all that other stuff. But I'm a huge believer of taking care of these couples, okay? And, you know, you might ask, okay, well, how do you take care of these couples? There's there's a, a few different ways. I mean, it's it starts from the initial meeting. You know, you want them to feel like they're welcome into your office or whether it be a phone call or Zoom, really get to know them on a personal level. So I'm a huge believer of... Um, anyone that you meet, they first have to get to know you and like you. And once they get to know you and they like you, then they trust you. So I really have to build that rapport with them. And I honestly tell all my couples, I don't want to be just another vendor that you booked. I don't want to be just some business that you booked. I want to get to know you. I mean, we've had couples that we've went out to dinner with. And when I say we, we, I meant us as a company or me and my wife, you know, we've met for a drink, we met for coffee. And I just kind of like to think outside the box because when you do that and then the, their wedding day comes, it's just for it's so easy for me. They feel like we're going to just rock the house because they've had so many conversations with us. Um, and they well, just yeah, feel I mean, a wedding a wedding's a very personal event. I mean, yeah. that that's the most personal event that that you can have. And if you're emceeing it yeah. and you know the couple that well, it's just a very easy process. It is. It is and it it makes it easy for for all parties involved. And I mean, you know, probably 90% of the whole wedding process is going to be a year from a year to year and a half by the time they book you and then their wedding. So what happens in between? So we actually have a schedule that we go by for each couple, um, say at the you know six month mark, uh, we do this at the three month mark, we do this at the one mark one month mark we do this and then there's other things holidays are going to happen we we shoot all of our couples a you know a happy thanksgiving or a merry christmas or a happy new year just to say hi and, and just to kind of be um personable to them um so those are some different things that we do to keep in touch with them and make them feel um engaged in the whole process with us how about your setup? And the only, reason, the only reason why I bring that up is I have noticed with you, and this has to be planned, mm -hmm. um, sometimes you should come with a white setup. Yeah. And sometimes you come with a black setup. Right. Um, black setup. Yep. That, this has, there has to be a method to your madness here. Yeah. I mean, so I, I would say I have a little bit of a OCD problem, and I really, really like things particular. Um, and so – you know, back in the day when we first started, we'd bring, you know, the big tables with the big facades or, you know, the linen that covers the table. And, you know, there's still DJs that do that. And it, it looks very, it, it looks great. It's very clean. But we kind of wanted to set ourselves, you know, a little bit different, kind of think outside the box. And so we provide like a DJ booth. Okay. So there's no table, there's no linen, there's no facade. It's a clean booth. We have a white setup, like you said, and a black setup. Um, Honestly, with, with the black and white setup is um, it's it's for, you know, maybe small smaller weddings, maybe 150 or less. And then our other setup is for like 150 to 300 people. So that's the only thing with the black and white. But Oh, it has nothing to do with the room aesthetic? Because um, I thought you were matching the room aesthetic. No, it's no, not really. Um, okay. I mean you blend right in. <laughs> right. So we will use 
we will use um, a specific setup if a couple is adamant about it or we think it'll look better in a room. Um, so that's a good point. But um, yeah, we just want to diversify and just have different options for our couples. And we just want to be different with pretty much our, our, our whole um, atmosphere, whether it be our setup or the way we dress, um, the way we present ourselves. That's kind of what we, we, we want to portray. Well, speaking of the way you dress, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick short break. And then when we return, I'm going to ask you about exactly how you present yourself and what people should be asking you or other DJs about how they present themselves on a wedding day. All right. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarazarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now let's get back to the episode. Well, welcome back, podcast friends. So we're here with Kenny. He talked a little bit about what to expect with the first initial meeting when you're speaking with your potential DJ. We went over what the setup looks like, what makes them a little different versus the customer service. But now I want to talk about a little bit about Kenny. What do you look like the day of the wedding? <laughs> I mean, it's serious. What do you look like? You know, uh, how do you show up at a wedding? All right. So, I mean, I'm a huge believer of dress to impress, but I mean... You obviously have the load-in process first, so I mean, we'll, we'll you know we'll we'll come in comfortable clothes or jeans and our sneakers, and you know we'll we'll have our elite entertainment uh, hoodie on or t-shirt, but you know that's just to set up. Um, but I'm a huge believer of you know like I said, dress to impress. So I mean, we uh, I have a a very large closet of different suits and ties and shirts and you know, artificial flowers we can put uh, in on our suit, uh, whether it be to, you know, match the color of the couple of their theme or, um, you know, just what my personal uh, preference is. And, you know, so a, a nice suit, a nice tie, um, you know, a big fan of Kohan uh, shoes. I know, Sarah, you know, your husband uh, <laughs> and I go back and forth with, with those when we see each other. But it's it's very it's very important to look professional. I mean, you you got to understand you're representing, whether it be yourself or another company or another business, in your center stage. You're in that microphone, whether you have fifty or you know four hundred people looking at you. Um, you got to look good, and you know we we take a lot of pride um, in uh, how we dress for um, whether it be a vet a wedding or any event. Yeah, for the people who are listening, I obviously will, like we always do, we'll put up the show notes on our blog, but we'll have a couple pictures of you, Kenny, and oh, and nice. you'll be wearing your staple, it's your staple like flower, little yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. little lapel, yeah. I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like you said, uh, you know, your 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 shoes, I mean, my husband took notice of the, <laughs> of the, the style of the shoes yeah. that you wear. So take us through a little bit about, um, obviously we talked a little bit about what you look like the day, but yeah. how about the day of, like the actual yeah. wedding? Yeah. So, I mean, as you know, as a photographer, Sarah, the day of the wedding is, there's a lot going on. Um, so we wear many hats and not just play music, okay? So kind of going to what we said before, you know, what is a couple to expect during, you know, initial meeting? You know, what are they to expect during their wedding, so, you know, I really express we want to be more than just your DJ, you know. Obviously, you're going to have the event coordinator there um, 
to help with stuff. But, you know, they, they have their staff to worry about. They have food that's, you know, happening as well. So who really takes control of the night? And that's where we come in of being not just your DJ. So we'll make sure that, you know, the timeline that we have is followed. Uh, we'll make sure that we work together with the other vendors. So, I mean, Sarah, you and I have done a ton of weddings together. So we'll make sure that we tell you what's happening before it's happening. So whether you need the battery change or you need a lens change, it's very, very important that your DJ works well with your other vendors, whether it be your videographer, your photographer, um, the event planner um, from the venue, um, to let them know what's going on as well. I do think that's very important. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, there is a difference between a great DJ and a great wedding DJ. And right now today mm -hmm. we're talking about wedding DJs because I know as a photographer, you can have a, an awesome DJ. and But, you know, if he doesn't understand or she doesn't understand the flow of the day or the fact that there's a videographer, a photographer there, there's also the venue coordinator that's firing up the back of the house mm -hmm. with the meals wanting to be hot and execution. Right. And then for us, we we want to make sure that we are able to capture the intros. We want to make sure we're capturing the cake cutting. And we have to be there in the room. I mean, we could be outside right. maybe photographing <laughs> the venue or, right. or, or a night shot. So um, I'm glad you brought that up. And, and that's something that's, that our listeners should really consider is when you do have that initial meeting, those are some of the questions they, they should be asking is how do you organize the day of and how do you work with vendors? A hundred percent. You know, and, and some points on that, you know, a funny story that not a funny story, something that always happens um, that's funny to me is, you know, lining up the wedding party. I would say almost every wedding, obviously your wedding party is just ready to go. They're fired up after cocktail hour. They've had their drinks and now it's time to introduce everyone into the room so you, as a DJ, you have to be heard, okay? So think about this. So you say you have a wedding party of 20 people. You have your parents, you have the grooms, and you have the bridesmaid, you have your flower girl, you have the best man made of honor, and then you have your couple, okay? Now they're all drinking, they're all kind of talking, but you have them in a room or you have them outside the main um, ballroom. You have to line them up. So you have to take control. You have to be loud. You have to set the expectation so they can listen. So that's kind of the stuff we do. We kind of take control in a fun, in a fun way, though. You know, introduce yourself like, hey, I'm Kenny, your DJ. You guys ready to party tonight? So stuff like that we'll do. Um, and and they, pronounce their names correctly. Oh, my God. That's like a whole other job. Yeah. yeah. We, <laughs> that's I mean, why that, I will never a, be a DJ. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> we can get into that. So, I, you know, spell the name phonetically. And, you know, obviously it's very, very important. But, um, you know, just like you have to, you know, get your – bride and groom to to know you and trust you and like you you got to do that with the parents you got to do that with the wedding party it's, it's important for them to you know feel your energy and know that you're there to have a good time i bet you too you probably have to read the crowd a little bit oh my god that's that's very important and that's why you really need an experienced dj when you're looking i mean um you know 20 plus years of experience comes with a lot i mean we're honestly reading couples from ceremony to cocktail. And what I mean by that is I'm constantly reading the room, constantly looking at people, what they're bopping and vibing to during my cocktail music. Um, what, you know, what are they bopping and vibing to during my dinner music? You know, you can see some expressions on people's faces or maybe look to their person next to them and whether they like the song or they don't like the song. 
Also with that, you have to read, you know, what's the dynamic in the room? Do you have more of a younger crowd? Do you have more of an older crowd? Do you have a little bit in between? So it's very important for me to see who's in the room, kind of seeing what vibe they are feeling. And then what we see from the beginning of the wedding is how we're going to execute for the rest of the night. So one thing that I tell my couples is we're not a company that's just going to come into your wedding and play 90s music for four hours, okay? We'll play a good variety. And 95% of weddings that are out there, you're going to have your 20-year-olds and then you're going to have your 60, 70-year-olds. So your aunts, your uncles, your moms, and then your friends, your cousins, and stuff like that. So I think it's very important that you play a good variety from the oldies you know, to the to the, you know, 90s, the hip hop, uh, you know, all the way up to music that just came out, you know, last week. So, Kenny, do you ever get like that that person and, and, and you know, that one person? Because I know I've been that person and I'll just like I'll be having a really good time. I mean, not oh, you know, I'll be having a good time. I mean, this is not so much now because, no, no, you know, no. I mean, back, back, back in my, my, my day, my yeah, day. Yeah, you have your drinking days. Yeah, I, I was that, per- I was so that person. I would just go up to the DJ and just like breathing all <sighs> over them and be like, yep. play this, play yeah. this. What do you do with that? I just- so, yeah, I mean, I could, I could tell you so many stories about different <laughs> guests that come up. So, I mean, yeah. You, you do get those people that had a little bit too much to drink. And you got to expect that with every we- wedding that uh, you've been to. Um, and I think the more weddings you do, the better you get at kind of diverting from what they're wanting. Because, you know, we're, we're only going to do what's in the best interest for the couple for that whole night. Okay. And what we think is going to pack the dance floor and make everyone have a good time. So, you know, if we, you know, we want to be kind to the guests. We want to play, you know, what what they're requesting. But at the same point, there's songs that people are going to ask you to play that aren't appropriate for that couple's wedding. Or it's going to clear the dance floor. So we have to have different tools in our back pocket to make sure we talk to that person coming up in a professional way. Um, maybe t- kind of divert their attention to something else to, to make sure the wedding is a success. You talk about clearing the dance floor. What's the sweet spot for couples for dancing? Is it is it two hours or is it two and a half? Yeah. So, I mean, every I think everyone will have a different opinion on that. Um, you know, I think, I think two hours is absolutely perfect. I mean, I can jam-pack in pretty much um, a great variety of music, hit on um, everything I want to just totally pack that dance floor. And again, every wedding is different. You know, people that attend are, you know, more people than none might like to dance or not. But I would say this, the sweet spot is, you know, two hours. Another question to put you on the spot, just out of curiosity, is there a number that when you hear a guest count, you're like, oh, I love that. I love that number. Like as a DJ, is there a certain guest count that, yeah. or does it not even affect you? Yeah, 200. Uh, 200 or higher is just an absolute rager. I mean, you know, we've done rages at 50 people. We've done rages at 100 people. Oh, of course, but I'm but just I wondering. Mean, like, yeah, 200 or more is just like. You love it. Oh, I just, I love it. There's nothing like that. I mean, when you see that dance floor with those with those guests up there, I mean, I mean, that's a high for me. I mean, it's just, it's the best feeling in the world to know that, you know, the service you're providing, the music you're mixing, what you're doing is, you know, helping um uh, their enjoyment for that night. So, Kenny, for couples planning their wedding, the, the day comes, they mm-hmm. dance, they celebrate. 
And then comes the end. Mm-hmm. The wedding's over. So now what? So the work is not done. Um, I mean, a lot of a lot of um, people think that uh, as a DJ, you know, you play music, the last dance um, plays, and you're done. I mean, like you, Sarah, a photographer, the work has just begun. You, right? You. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for me, absolutely. And, and honestly, I was, I was, I was like kind of queuing in on your answer, and I was like, "Ooh, tell me what you do," because yeah. I, I am underneath the assumption that you're right. Your work is done at yeah. the last dance. Yeah. For me, my work just began. Right. So, yeah, I, 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 you're right. I mean, I never even thought about other stuff that you do afterwards. Yeah. So, so that, there's a few things that that we do. I mean, one, the norm, like a lot of companies do, you want to review. Um, but what we'll do is, you know, at the end of the night, we'll obviously go up to our couple, give them a big hug and um, thank them for letting us be a part of their day. And we'll, we'll ask them, we're like, hey, you know, first off, you know, are you going to your honeymoon this week? Because we don't want to bother them. But, hey, when you're back from your honeymoon, I'm going to send you, you know, a couple emails. Do you mind doing a review on your experience with us? And, um, you know, 99% of them will just they're so thankful. No problem. They'll get the review. Well, that's off. how they found you. You know, True. Yes. It, so it, yeah, that's yeah. why it's important. Right. So we want them to express to other future couples their experience with us. And reviews are important. And again, there's a lot of companies out there. They have, you know, tons of reviews. But what I tell my couples is really read the reviews and see the time that our couples put into um you know, articulate exactly what we did for them and not just show up and play music. And that really helps us with our future bookings. Um, and on uh, on top of reviews, again, the work's not done. Uh, there's a social media aspect. So we'll always ask our couples, are you cool with us posting pictures of you, um, whether it be dancing or, you know, you know, pictures of you that you just got married at your ceremony, stuff like that. So there's a lot of social media content that we want to put out after. And to be honest, a lot of our couples wait for that to happen. So, you know, sometimes I might not get to it because we have two, three weddings on a weekend and I have couples messaging me like, oh, you know, when are you going to post this stuff? And and that makes me feel great because uh, they're, they're excited. They're excited and they want to see that. <coughs> so that's another thing we do. Um, and on top of that, something that I like to do, um, just a, as a personal thing, I've always done it, um, is send them a, th- a thank you card um, after the fact. I think that's very important. It's very personalized. I handwrite every single card to them. Um, and uh, it's, it's just something I just do to, you know, outside the box to, to show them how appreciative I of, of them, of they could have picked anybody you know, in Rhode Island or Mass or Connecticut, wherever they are, but they picked us. Yeah, they gave you the honor of uh, one of the most important parts, I mean, days of their lives. Out of curiosity, though, you just mentioned in your answer that, um, you know, sometimes you have two, three weddings. Kenny, what time are you rolling in on the weekend at night to your house? Yeah, (laughs) late, 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 lately. I mean, we can be, you know, all different times. And it could be anywhere from 10 o'clock. We we had a couple weddings this weekend. One wedding we got back at 12.30 a.m., um, another wedding was done at 9.30, so we got home at 10.30. But, I mean, we've rolled in at, you know, 1 a.m., 1.30. And I always have my, um, you know, post-wedding routine, go home, um, you know, unpack, sit down, uh, maybe may, maybe have a beer, maybe just water, but always have something to eat, unwind, watch a little TV, and then go to bed. Ooh, you know what? Speaking of beer, um, <laughs> Kenny, do, do, you, do you, if a couple offers you a drink on the job, do you do you accept it? 
absolutely absolutely not um and it's just it's just a personal uh preference for me um i mean i've been doing this for 24 years and i can honestly tell you i have never had one drink at a wedding while the uh the time frame was happening that we were contracted to now after the wedding and they say hey you want to grab a drink Oh, of course. But right. during the wedding, I need to stay on point. I need to be 150% for this couple. So, no. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's nice that they asked, though. It is. Right? Yeah, because they want their DJ to party with them. No, I mean, I, I've actually I've seen DJs do, uh, drink on the job, teach its own. Teach its um, own, yeah, yeah. Teach its own. Yeah. I, I, just like you, I, I've been doing this for 18 years I've never once um, accepted a drink on the job. I have yeah. them, I have them offer it, and I love that because that means that we're we're that yeah. level. We're we're close, and oh, yeah. but uh, it's just like you said, you got to be on point. Yeah, you're working. Yeah. All right. So Kenny, speaking of drinking, and you know, just having a good time in the party. What happens if something happens at the party? I mean, how are you covered? Oh. Well, it's it, it's funny you bring this up because this can kind of go back to more of you know what questions should couples be asking you know these dj companies are they insured i mean is the company covered if something happens at a wedding and i think that's very very important um that whoever you do hire is uh has some kind of insurance policy to cover whatever it may be damages or whatnot for the day of yeah that's actually a good point that you brought up because you know a lot of times you hear people say Oh, I went with my friend for this. I mean, and that, that even happens in my industry. Um, we hear that a lot. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's great that they are supporting their friends yep. and their family. It's great that they found somebody that um, that knows them. But there are other aspects to being a vendor on site. A lot of these ven- venues need us to produce certificates yep. of insurance. Yep. But also, too, I don't think people realize the liability yeah, that's on our hands. Yeah, th- there's a huge liability that a lot of um, folks don't understand. I mean, and and, and with that, um, you know, you're talking about, you know, I booked a family friend, and like you said, it's great that they want to think of someone, but, you know, does that family friend do they do it full time? Are they fully invested in making sure your wedding is um, the biggest celebration of your life? And um, and there's nothing wrong if if you don't do it full time. I mean, before I um, was able or lucky enough to run my business full time. You know, I did it part time. You know, I was doing, I was working a nine to five. I was doing about 20 weddings a year. Um, and, you know, I'd be working seven days a week for like months and months at, at a time. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But we were lucky enough to get busy enough where I can step away, step away from our nine to five and take this on full time. And it's it's been the, the best thing ever. And when you're truly engage and i think you're truly focused on one thing uh in your couple and that's all you really need to worry about um is preparing for that um it's just it's just a recipe for success i'd I'd say so i guess basically it comes down to you know how important is your entertainment i mean because obviously like you said everybody has to start somewhere And some people, you know, like you said, are part-timers. Some people are hobbyists. So it just ultimately comes down to if if, if entertainment is very important to you, these are the questions they need to be asking. Yeah. And, again, there is a company for everyone out there. And that's what's so great about our industry, 
um, and just in the world in general. There's so many, there's so many diverse people in the world, um, and there's so many different companies to offer these couples um, what what they're looking for. Whether it be style, whether it be their presence, whether it be their price point. Again, there's there's nothing wrong with all these things. Um, there is a DJ company out there for everyone. And there is a, uh, a certain company that will attract a certain couple, and that will be their match. Speaking of price point, mm -hmm. what is the average price point for a DJ? I mean, I can only talk for um, what we charge. Um, we're definitely on the higher end. Um, you know, our, our weddings average anywhere from, you know, 2500 all the way up to 5500 So this is kind of like I was saying before, there's a... Uh, there's a different there's a different price point for every couple, um, but what what I would like to say is the service that we provide for our pricing because like I said we're more on the higher level is absolutely exceptional. So if you want a company that's going to go above and beyond, that's going to give you 150 percent, that's going to work with you from the time you book till you know the last dance and everything in between, that's what we'll provide, and that's why our price points mimic our service and our professionalism and the whole atmosphere we offer. What other services do you offer? So, yeah, so obviously we offer music. We provide ceremony service, cocktail reception. We do um, up lighting. We do dance lighting. We have... Uh, we offer a photo booth. We offer a social media booth. We offer backdrops for those booths. Um, we offer intelligent lighting. We can do uh, party glow sticks. So there's a lot of different services uh, that we can uh, make your wedding a little bit uh, different and unique. Amazing. So pretty much the, the whole gamut. The one-stop shops. Plus Sarah. the customer service. Yeah. Um, but honestly, Kenny, with that said, I think you gave our listeners a lot to think about. You give them the tools to provide to, you know, figure out who's the perfect DJ for them. Mm -hmm. So our wrap-up question. All right. What are some key points that couples should be asking DJ companies when they're inquiring to make sure that they are working with a professional company to ensure that their wedding day is an absolute perfect event? Yeah. So I would say, um, you know, do they have an online presence? So do they, uh, do they have a, a credible website where you can view, whether it be pictures or different tutorials or videos? Um, you know, do they have a social media presence where they're consistently putting up content so couples can really get an idea of what style that company is? Um, and then, you know, talking about tutorials, what I mean by that is reviews. So do they have reviews posted um, um, online, whether it be, you know, The Knot or Wedding Wire or Yelp or, or whatever it may be to get an idea of what kind of business are they looking to, uh, you know, have that experience with. Um, you know, are they available for in-person meetings or w are they able to do Zoom meetings um, and stuff like that. Well, thank you, Kenny, for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Yeah, this see? Is my, my first podcast ever. I told you it would be fun. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kenny, for joining us on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You helped our listeners become one step closer to their journey of a stress-free wedding planning. Can you tell everybody where to find you? Sure. So our website is eliteri.com, E-L-I-T-E-R-I.com. Um, 
Our phone number is 401-996-3755, and we're located uh, on Main Street in East Greenwich. I also want to just take note, because Kenny won't say this, but (laughs) he was voted for the best wedding music DJ for 2017, 18, 19, and 20. Hopefully, he's going to get 2021. Yes. So for our listeners, uh, we will have Kenny's information on our episode show notes where you can find them on our blog. And that's on our website at sarahzarella.com slash podcast. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes, along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.